Hello and welcome to www.parentsjourney.net and the Wilderness Therapy and Residential Treatment Journey podcast. This podcast is produced by parents who, like you, are currently or have been involved in this unexpected journey with your child and your family. We have had multiple thousands of downloads of our podcast so far. Feedback's been great and the community is growing. Our first dozen or so episodes were really tremendous. At this point, we decided to move on to a second season of the podcast. The reason is that a number of the topics we've covered to date have been focused on core needs, like what wilderness therapy or residential treatment offer and how to decide what is best for you and your child, parent therapy, insurance, and transportation. We will still record ongoing episodes that cover this important material, but we also wish to learn and share more about some topics that are both really interesting and impactful but maybe not so mainstream. They include websites to find out more information about this ecosystem, a feature about addiction, transition and aftercare services, college support, and even Christian-based therapeutic options. Feel free to reach out to us if there's a topic you wish to be covered. We have a contact form on our website, www.parentsjourney.net. As previously requested, If you're enjoying the podcast, please request an invitation to our Facebook group called Parents Journey. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and please tell others about the podcast. Thanks again for your time and interest. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, this is Andy and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Wilderness Therapy and Residential Treatment Journey Podcast. Hi, this is Lori. Thanks for joining us today. Last episode, we spoke with Dave Hers of Wonder. He shared how parents and their children after treatment away from home often still need some support and guidance to help for with a safe landing and with the ongoing progress. It was a really interesting episode, and I hope you will tune in if you haven't already. Well, today's going to be kind of cool. We're going to shift gears a little bit and go into the history of wilderness therapy, residential treatment, and other forms of therapy. Many of the organizations that formed as part of this ecosystem in the 1990s or even earlier were faith-based. Through a combination of religion and therapy, this was a new and evolutionary solution that helped many. A number of faith-based locations provide a unique and different experience that is a good fit for many families. So we wanted to explore this and are excited to be talking to Mark Barentine, Executive Director of Evangel House Christian Academy. Evangel House is a Christian-based therapeutic boarding school for 6th to 12th grade girls and is based in Louisiana. He will help us understand the history and where faith-based organizations, including his own, provide value to families and their children. Welcome, Mark. Hi, thank you. Good to have you here today. Let's start by you telling our listeners a little bit about your background, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I'm a licensed clinical social worker in Louisiana. I uh, started my career in 1995 in juvenile justice and corrections with uh, court systems and then worked up, earned my master's degree at Tulane University in New Orleans and then worked outpatient uh, individual family group therapy with teens, um, transitioned to inpatient acute care for three years with the Charter Corporation. And then I found that the healthcare system 
was just not getting the job done. And I uh, saw the opportunity to start Evangel House in 1999. And through a really great um, experience and a lot of help along the way, established what you see today at Evangel House. Wonderful. It's been around for 21 years. Can you go into a little bit about the history of faith-based programs to help parents kind of understand why they evolved and, 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 um, and, you know, what they, what purpose they serve? You know, families that are seeking treatment have come to a crossroads and they recognize what's going on with their home, what's going on with their teen, what's going on with their relationships with a family or just aren't working anymore. And frequently, people turn to religion for help with those matters. You know, people go to their church, their pastors, their uh, friends and family, and, and they seek the uh, spiritual guidance, the renewal, the message of hope, the message of forgiveness and, and transformation. And so um, early on, um, churches were involved in drug rehab as early as the 1950s. And you saw um, residential care spring up in, in a Christian track um, through, through the 90s, like you mentioned earlier. And you see that there are a variety of options now in the marketplace. You see everything from full residential treatment to um, outpatient care, uh, you see uh, professionals that are called Christian counselors in the marketplace. So within the treatment industry, you know, you can see Christian programming evolve in a lot of different ways. You see some programs that are offering, um, you know, religious add-ons within a, uh, you know, track within a program where a person could, could choose the Christian track within a residential treatment center. Um, you'll see a lot of um, drug rehab programs offer a ecumenical type spirituality um, option um, or, you know, your 12-step and addiction recovery programs. You'll see a option with um, spiritual components. You'll see um, Christian programs that are um, clinical, that offer a clinical program in, within a Christian environment. And then I think you also see the missions outreach programs that are designed to be primarily a ministry experience for the team and the family that actually don't have therapeutic components. So some of those are <clears throat> mission-based and some of them are more traditional therapeutic boarding schools. What's the difference between those um, two types of, 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 uh, treatment locations and what are the pluses and minuses that you see? Well, the, the missions outreach, let's start with that. Um, the missions outreach programs um, offer a life transformation experience. Um, they offer you know, Christian discipleship. They offer a structured environment. They offer a community of support um, and 
and it's a really positive experience for many, many people out there. Um, what you see with that type of program is they rely on that religious transformation experience to see the, the teens problems come to the surface and be resolved. Um, those programs tend to be run by volunteers or um, pastors or people with ministry credentials. Um, they tend to not have a therapeutic component and they tend to not have a clinical focus at all. And that's that missions-based outreach model of a Christian program. Um, there's another model that I would say um, Evangel House pioneered, and that is it's a community of clinical care with professional licensed therapists, adolescent specialists, psychiatrists, uh, teen and family therapists on staff, but all, all these services are provided within the context of a Christian um, peer culture and a Christian staff culture. So there's a world of difference between the two types of Christian programs. And I think where there can be a lot of confusion in the marketplace and a lot of confusion for parents as they're looking at options, um, you know, the religious uh, missions outreach programs can be very inexpensive and they can offer a great deal of uh, support for a teen, but you have to be very careful about what that program can and cannot accomplish. If, you're, if your teen is struggling with severe mental illness or has the need for uh, clinical care, um, that need doesn't just go away because you have a, a religious transformation. And um, you have to be very careful and discerning um, when you're looking at Christian programs, which one are you looking at? So um, to, to kind of expand on that a little bit, Mark, how would a, a parent who has a strong Christian foundation um, evaluate whether your program um, or even the mission-based programs would be a good fit for them? How do, how do they make that decision in considering uh, what their family or their child needs and, and where to go? I think you have to, a parent has to think about what environment is going to bring healing to my kid. And does my kid need a therapist and perhaps medication management? And, you know, a parent has to evaluate the severity of the problem and the acuity of the situation and say, um, you know, do, does my kid need those clinical care components or am I just dealing with attitudes and behaviors and, and mindsets here? Um, so that's very hard for a parent to do. And uh, I think it's, it's a, a good way to look at it for a parent is to consider the history and look at you know, have we been involved in outpatient therapy? Has my teen been to acute care psychiatric hospitalization? Um, you know, what's been tried in the past? Is my teen on medications? Um, if the answer is yes to those uh, in the history, then you need to be looking at that clinical model with, within a Christian context. Um, 
or perhaps even a higher level of care that has a Christian track or, you know, frequently there is no Christian option to meet a specific diagnosis or a really specific treatment model. So sometimes parents need to look at, hey, my, my kid needs clinical help, and then we can add on the Christian components or we can add on the, the pastoral care. You know, I have a... <clears throat> I have a metaphor I like to use with um, helping parents figure that out. And there's a, you know, maybe a bad example, but if you needed brain surgery and it was a very severe neurosurgery uh, process that you needed to go through, um, it really would not matter so much what the personal faith beliefs of the surgeon where uh, you just really need a super qualified surgeon and their personal values don't come into play much because you're not going to be there long and they're not ever really going to talk to you a whole lot except for the immediate recovery and you know maybe you know a little bit of conversation before and after but it's the it's after that that you might want to bring in some faith-based components so in treatment options, when a parent is looking at, you know, what does my team need to get back on track? And what are the things that are going to help me redirect this, our family situation? When they're looking at the spiritual components that the Christian programming options out there have to offer, you really have to consider how relevant is it to what we're doing right now. If a parent's in that acute care psychiatric stage, it's only going to be five to seven days. It's like the brain surgery component. It's going to be short and you're going to be out of there. The, the purpose of that type of program is to stabilize a behavioral issue and, and protect a person's life and, and then get them out of there to something else. Um, the, um, but you know, when you come down a step in acuity and you, and you go down from, let's say an RTC level of care, that's going to be, more like 90 days, you know, the Christian programming might be more relevant because you have more time that staff is spending with the student. You have more time for personal values to be evaluated. And then, you know, the, you look at your, you know, character issues and things like that come into play on the spiritual Christian programming components. So what so, I think I heard, what I think I heard was that if you want a religious based component, for your child, then it's worth considering um, either a therapeutic um, location that has um, a, a religious base or just a mission-based one, but you need to evaluate what's a good fit based upon the needs of your child and what they have to offer specifically. And the therapeutic ones tend to have Obviously, it's redundant, but more therapy to help with, you know, different types of issues than just the pure mission-based ones. Would that be fair? Yeah, and, you know, your mission-based programs don't really have a treatment model. They have a, a transformation experience, but they're not equipped to deal with medication management, or they're not equipped to deal with um, mental illness. They're not trained staff, or typically, I mean, in most cases, they're not a staff that's trained to handle behavior management skills. 
or emotional regular or teach emotion regulation skills, they're typically going to be a volunteer staff. Whereas in the clinical model, you're going to have a staff that's trained in behavior management. You're going to have Got a it. staff that has all the skill sets to understand medication management and how to work with a psychiatrist on that. You know, those types of understanding diagnoses and, and the appropriate treatment for each diagnosis. Um, that That's what you're talking about, Andy, with the fit. And Got it. It has to be, um, has to be first, I think. Yeah. Thanks for answering that. Can you give us an idea about what a day in the life is for one of your you know, uh, adolescents or young adults in, in treatment at a facility like the ones that, like the one that you run at Evangel House? You know, um, the day in the life is going to be very similar to a treatment center that's not Christian at Evangel House. What you're going to have your, your, your school day, you know, students working on academics and integrated into that day, you're going to have therapeutic components like a, a dialectical behavior therapy group. And you're going to have a individual therapy session, perhaps. And a student's going to have a um, maybe a, a psychoeducational class on, um, you know, life skills. And all those components are all going to be there in a Christian program. However, it's the context it's provided in and it's the peer culture that make the difference for a pro, for evangel house so give us an see. example so the Please. students at evangel house have come from a christian home or upbringing it's they're they're very comfortable and it's very normal for them to have um a chapel service in the week or or to have a um to attend church on a Sunday. That's very similar to the way they've grown up. It's very much their family's routine. It's very congruent with the way their family functions. So it fits for them um, to be surrounded by Christian staff because, well, that's their family's experience in their community back home. So the, um, the context and the, the, the staff at Evangel House are trained, licensed, degreed staff, but they're provided uh, they also have ministry experience and have training with youth ministry or experience with missions or other things that have a Christian component. So you see a, um, a, a staff culture, a program culture, a peer culture that's all a Christian environment. And that comes through in, in the psychoeducation classes, you know, when you're looking at um, character development, you know, if you think about it, all, all long-term programs begin to work on your belief system for every team. When you're looking at, you know, a, your average boarding schools, therapeutic boarding school is going to be a 12-month length of stay. And if you think about it, they're really going to work on values and what's right and what's wrong and how should you handle things and what are the norms of your, you know, what, what, what are you aiming for with behavior change? So a Christian context provides a biblical worldview for that. Provides something parents can count on. Thank you, Mark. That's great. Um, how is Evangel House unique in this ecosystem that you're in of, of programs that are like yours? What, what makes you different? 
you know, when I started Evangel House in 1999, the, the market really broke out into two worlds. There was the absolutely uh, mission-based model that was an outreach um, and only had a religious experience. And then you had your, you know, um, your scientific clinical treatment model approach. <clears throat> and I had the benefit of touring many, many programs um, early on as I was developing and forming Evangel House. And I was able to talk with a lot of program owners and developers in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I found that, that they frequently had parents seeking Christian programming, but they were not able to um, find it or there wasn't an option for it. So I felt like, you know, based on my training, my career, my personal experiences, I really wanted to build a, a therapeutic model for, for Christian families seeking treatment who wanted that, that transformative experience to be clinical in every way that it needs to be clinical, but to add that, that spiritual component. And your location is fairly intimate, right? It's it's small and it's it's focused on the female population, if I recall, right? Yeah, yeah. We have fourteen beds at Evangel House. We're very intimate, very um, very boutique. For those who have boys, not just girls, who are adolescents, um, or just were are looking at Christian-based programs. Is there, where, where's the best place to look to find out or be able to identify ones to consider? Is there, is there a way to, to, to be able to determine that, to be able to consider different ones? You know, Andy, I think most parents end up with just a simple Google search, you know, and they, and they begin there. And you'll find an abundance of really uh, wonderful websites, but it's really challenging to discern what's what and to sort through what's a good fit for your teen and what's not and what, what treatment model does this place offer or not. So um, I think, you know, we're always welcome callers to call Evangel House for we give free referrals. Uh, we'll, we can help families connect with a educational consultant in their area to find that right fit. And then um, we network with some really great um, Christian therapeutic programs out there that um, do exist. Um, they're, they might not pop up on your first page of a Google search, but they're out there. And then, um, you know, some families just need to, um, to, to get some professional guidance in that process, and we can, we can help with that, too. So are there educational consultants with specialties in the Christian-based programs? There's a few, yeah. um, but they wouldn't necessarily advertise as, I'm a Christian therapeutic you know, right. so just, yeah. there isn't enough of it. They have to be more generalist, but maybe, yeah. you know, exactly. And there's, there's probably uh, 20 or 30 educational consultants that we work with that are, that have that understanding of a parent's desire for the Christian worldview and treatment. And they understand, you know, the Christian parent is looking for what their child needs, but they're, they're concerned about undue influence. You know, I think, um, you know, the world's, full of different ideologies and different perspectives and on change and what behavior change should or shouldn't include. And so Christian families are, are really concerned about that and they're looking for 
what, what who can I trust that'll be, con, you know, provide care, but also be congruent, congruent with my family values. And so, um, you know, that there, there are plenty of educational consultants that understand that Christian desire. And there are plenty that don't, you know, there are plenty that, you know, might not really get it or, or really care to, you know, I think it's just like anything else in the world. You, you, you have to search, you have to uh, shop, you have to, to, to look around and find the right fit for even your, who you're getting advice from. Mm -hmm. So we're always happy to help families with that. We welcome those inquiries. So Mark, for, for those of our listeners who have this um, desire to learn more about a Christian-based program like Evangel House, how can they find you and how can they reach out to you? Our website is evangelhouse.com. Our 800 number is 1-800-924-4012. And my email is mark, M-A-R-K, at evangelhouse.com. Excellent. Well, I'm sure folks will reach out to you if they uh, are interested in your program or um, or certainly uh, want to be put in touch with another program or an educational consultant or have questions. So thank you for being part of our show. It was great and interesting uh, and helpful. Um, our next episode will be with Josh and Maureen White of Red Mountain. They run residential treatment programs in Arizona and Colorado for both young adults and adolescents that differentiate themselves with mindfulness treatment therapy. I'm really looking forward to finding out more about this and what they have to offer. Well, Mark, thank you again. We loved having you and thank you for tuning in parents. Parents, remember to take care of your children and empower yourself with information at Parents Journey.